Thank you for clicking on the Randomly Reviewed podcast. Please note this podcast does contain adult humour and content that some listeners may find offensive. New episodes are released weekly. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, you can tweet us at Randomly Reviews or search Randomly Reviews podcast on Facebook for our Facebook page. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the Randomly Reviewed Podcast. Each week we review something different. This week we reviewed Spaced. My name's Mark, this is Zell, this is Jennings. Hi everybody, how are you? <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> you okay, that Mark? The, that was the best, best opening so far, I think. <laughs> Most fluid, at least. Mm. That's what she said. Um, I did do something really stupid this week. <laughs> okay. I'm excited to hear about this. It's not that it's not that interesting really. Uh, I you when know, is it ever? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot how fucking roller coaster life you lead. Mister, I did at one point in time. Now it's just boring as fuck. Mister, I sit on the couch and dream of going into other places. I've been playing ghosts for the past two weeks. I think has it been two weeks? I think it has been. About Probably two weeks. has been about two weeks. So it's been nice. Anyway, what was this fantastically interesting thing you did? Well, like I say, it wasn't that interesting. So I had a couple of people around uh, one night, uh, got blottoed. And then the next night, someone came around and hurt the finger. And <laughs> <laughs> not broken. that way, not that way. No, she got drunk and hit it on a wall. Um, and I didn't have anything to, like, I didn't have any ice or anything in the house. So. Um, you could have gone to Jackson's. Not fucking walking to Jackson's. <laughs> so I got some chicken out of the freezer, like just a bag of chicken, um, and just put it on her hand and left it out like an idiot. And then just put it in the bin while I was quite drunk. And then four days later, I go off to Lauren's, uh, come back, and then just go, Ooh, my house smells of lavender and shit. Oh, I wonder what that is. Because uh, the toilet's still broken, I thought, oh, fuck, something might be wrong with the bog. So I spent about 20 minutes cleaning out that bog and then go, still stinks of shit. Go over to the bin. Fucking, like, this frozen chicken I've had for about a year. <laughs> like, I've not bothered to eat it or defrost it. And it was just sludge and slurry. It stunk to fucking high heaven. Uh, so, yeah, that was my stupidity. <laughs> Well, that's our listener just tuned out. <laughs> what about you, Mark? Like that. I'm expecting some sort of equally riveting story from you about your week. No, nothing's really happened this week. I've been getting up at six every morning to go to the gym. The gyms have reopened. So you're actually going? Yeah. Well. You're not. I've been five times this week. You've been five times? What did you do? Just swimming. Oh, okay. You can only do one activity. <coughs> So I've been going swimming every day. Swimming is a good one. You've just been playing ghosts and working, I'm guessing. Yeah, ghosts is fucking ace. I really like it. It's fucking long, though. Because I've been playing it, like, every day for about two hours for the last couple of weeks. Like, two, three hours. And it's ace. The map's fucking huge. And all the standoffs and the samurai duels are fucking amazing. They're well fun. Makes me want to be a samurai. Um, but yeah, good game. I recommend. I think you'll like it. Once I finish, I'll give you the disc. And you can oh, you actually bought it on disc. I'm surprised. Well, I know someone who works at game. And she gets like 40% off. 40? Off Sony. You exclusives. only get 15. Yeah, but uh, she only gets 20 for normal stuff. But Sony um, have a deal with game where their staff can get 40% discount um, off games. That's pretty awesome, actually. That is tits. Um, I should have got her to get Last of Us 2. I, I messaged you about it, Jen. I know, and I you know. said, no, I don't want it. And then... I know, it's my bad. I fucking had the game as well. And you're like, no, I don't want it. So I got rid of it. Mm. Anyway, um, come on, Mark. 
So you've got a fat, a fat file for it. It's done in 1999. It's got 8.6 on IMDb. It's written by Simon Pegg and Summit Stevenson. Wendy? Jessica. <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> uh, they wrote and starred in it. <laughs> you know, this is like me when I'm hungover. What has happened? The picture shows a cross between The Simpsons, X-Files and Northern Exposure. I've never seen Northern Exposure. I no, I don't know what Northern Exposure is. Any it's, idea? I think it's a show. You know my family... The oldest son, I think Nick's his name, mm. the dopey one, he's in it. It's like a weird oh, show. Oh, right. It's, okay. it's a weird, like, northern show about the north. That's so there you shit. go. <laughs> not seen it. Uh, the character of Brian was originally written for Julian Barrett from The Mighty Boosh. He couldn't commit, so Mark Heap was cast, thank God. Uh, Tim hates Star Wars. Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. He also hates Dwayne Benzie for stealing his girlfriend. Dwayne is played by Peter Serafinowicz, who also provides the voice for The Phantom Menace. Ooh. Well, that was pretty interesting. I didn't know he did that. Oh, didn't you? Oh. No. Um, Edgar Wright turned down the opportunity to work on the American version of Spaced because basic concepts wouldn't work in America. Because basically it's just American pop culture and... In England, which yeah. is why the show is supposed to work, apparently. And also, the character Mike could not have any weapons. <laughs> which I just think is completely stupid. Yeah, the fact that he can in the UK version, even though we can't have weapons in this country, is a bit strange. Yeah. He doesn't have any weapons, though. He does. What, a knife? He has a gun. He it's has not a real block. gun, though. He has a Beretta. He has a few guns in this, in this show. Like, mm. his part where he's at shooting range, like, when he first gets back in the TAs, he's like... Yeah. yeah, but they're not real guns. Yeah, they are. They're real to him. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. They're not real, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, the series is full of references uh, to movies and TV shows, including Star Wars, The Shining... The Evil Dead, Scooby-Doo, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, A-Team, 2001 Space Odyssey... The Matrix, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Taxi Driver, Pulp Fiction, and The Omen. And Jesus, Jurassic Park. There's loads more than Look that. More, there's yeah. fucking hundreds. Like, there's Want a Big Track in it, which is a 1980s kids' TV show. And there's fucking millions of references. It's basically just one big reference. Reference. Yeah. Um, had the show continued, Tim and Daisy would have got together and had a daughter. Um, Brian would have had a long and happy life with Twist and his art sells for millions after he died. Twist goes into suspended animation and awakens in the future to see everyone wearing silver, which he hates. Mike moves to South London with Dexter. I can't remember who Dexter is. Uh, I believe Dexter's the guy with glasses who's the security guard. Oh, that makes sense. Why, is he gay? No, it's... Um... They just part of the rough ramblers and TAs. Uh, but they did know the season two finale would be the very last episode when they were writing it. So they didn't get cancelled or anything, they actually planned to end it. Which is pretty good, I think. Yeah, I'm glad they did bother doing more. And that is our fact file. Well, there's a bit more. Like, so Simon Pegg plays Tim. Um, who is just... Well, the whole entire point of the show is that it's 20-somethings that are being superseded by um, younger people, like, that they're not actually the coolest people. It's referenced quite a lot, so the episode we watched where uh, it's got the little bo the little boys... Um, <laughs> it's got the guy who's trying to get some weed off yeah. him. Uh, he's a younger guy uh, who obviously beats... It, well, he mugs him. Uh, then you've got... As uh, Daisy when she's in the job centre and it's got the uh, well she's only about 18 she's got braces you better shape up the, Daisy yeah you better understand <laughs> uh, yeah so that's the actual premise premise of the show well the underlying premise of the show mm. uh, it's Edgar Wright's first big dick uh, dick 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 Yes, that. Directorial <laughs> debut. Um, he did do a couple of music videos before this. He did also a couple of other things, but nothing big. Uh, he did get his whole entire town once to make a cop show. His uh, whole entire town? 
Well, not what the town? whole entire town, but it was so it's on Hot Fuzz at the start of Hot. Well, not at the start of Hot Fuzz, but on the DVD of Hot Fuzz, it's got his what he based Hot Fuzz off, and it's a thing that he made when he was about sixteen. I think he was younger than that as well. Um, Simon Pegg obviously was in uh, loads of Alan Partridge stuff. Uh, he was uh, the stand-up, the start of the stand-up for. What's his name? Who plays Alan Partridge? I can't remember his name. Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan, yeah, that's it. Uh, Steve Coogan. Uh, a lot of the jokes in the first series are taken from his stand-up show. So the ones about how his girlfriend uh, stamps on his heart and everything, that's taken, lifted directly. Well, Simon's uh, got a stand-up show. Yeah, he used to be a stand-up comedian. Simon Pegg? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, like he's in the Alan Partridge. So in the Alan Partridge live or Steve Coogan live, uh, he literally just goes, uh, "He's the guy with big eyes." Uh, yeah, no one remembers that bit. No, <laughs> I thought my while. character would have big eyes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's pretty much uh, what Simon Pegg did before this. He was uh, in a show called Asylum, I think, as well. Uh, but I've not just, never seen it. Uh, Jessica Stevenson was an actress and semi-comedian. Uh, she wrote it with Simon Pegg. They, uh, yeah, just wrote this whole entire thing together. Uh, it's quite good. That was in my <laughs> fact file. Mm. Was it? Sorry. <laughs> so, I watched, all, I watched all of these when I was, uh, when it first came on Channel 4. So I was only about 11 or 12 when this first came out. Yeah, the first episode I watched was the first episode that we reviewed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. oh, no, I watched it from the start. I watched it with my sister. Well, it was back in the day where you couldn't just catch up online or, <laughs> or anything. Well, the series itself has quite a huge... Well, it uh, underplays drug-taking quite uh, a lot. Uh, they're just one-off jokes, like where Mike and Tim... Uh, buy a load of speed off uh, some Scottish guys because they're afraid they're going to get beaten up. You don't see that happen, you just hear about it and it's like a five second joke and you see Mike run around a tree and that's about it. Um, the episode that we did, the Epiphanies episode, that's obviously all about ecstasy um, and at no point does it show someone dying from ecstasy, which you usually would see. Oh, taking ecstasy. Mm, yeah. Well, you don't see any of them take ecstasy, but it's fucking obvious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was that actual episode. It was really nice to see a club scene again. Like I haven't seen something like that in fucking years, and kind of made me um, nostalgic for back in the days. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, my introduction to it. I bought it. It was the second ever DVD I bought, uh, season one. What was the first? Uh, the first one, well, it wasn't actually, I didn't buy the first one. Uh, that was the first one I bought. The first one we had in the house was American Pie. Oh. And I watched that with the director's commentary as well. The first DVD I bought was um, James Allen Bob Strikes Back. Bloody hell. And um, a Johnny Depp movie, I can't remember the name of. Uh, Sleepy Hollow. I don't, can't remember if it's Johnny Depp. It's a drug movie. Blow. Blow, that's it. Mm. It's good for not film, Blow. I like Blow. What was your first DVD? I can't remember. Oh, Do you not care? <laughs> Do you remember uh, the first film you ever watched? <laughs> ever watched? Yeah. No one remembers the first no, film I ever watched. True. What was the, the first? most vivid one I can think of was um, Blue Velvet when I was Blue like really really young Velvet. isn't that the one with the rape scene yeah it's a fucking brutal film but <laughs> my parents were like oh close your eyes and ears <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I can't remember what was the first DVD I bought the last one I bought was uh, Hero because I wanted to watch it again I fucking hate Hero 50p yeah 50p yeah I can't blame I don't mind here. Jet Li's in it. Jet Li is in it. Like, but that's it. Like, there's better Jet Li films. I also got Kiss of the Dragon. Oh, I love Kiss of the Dragon. I love Kiss of the Dragon. That's a good one. Oh, the fight scene in the with, police station when those with the two twins. No, the, before that bit, whenever they're he's he 
tries to hide in a room and it's the room filled with all the martial arts training people. Oh, and, and then, then he, beats he just the fucking beats the shit out of them. That's oh, Jet Li's tits. I really like the one as well, just because Jason Statham's um, shitty acting is amazing in it. <laughs> mm. Anyway, so enough digression. So we did episode six, seven. On the first season and episode three and five on the second season. Yep. Why those ones? Um, well, I chose episode six because it was the first one I watched. Now it's one. It's my favorite episode in the first season. Oh really? Which one's six? I literally watched them about these. two hours ago. I left work early. Um, it's the one with tires. Well, yeah. cl- the clubbing. Oh yeah. Okay, that's not a bad one. Yeah, but the art one's class with Resident Evil 2. I shouldn't eat Twiglets, they make me angry. <laughs> yeah, that's what um, inspired them to do. Strong yeah. Dead. I can't remember what episode 7 was. Ends. Oh, uh, yeah. It's quite a shit one, to be fair. I thought it was, it's like if it, if it was to end there, I thought it was a pretty good series finale. Well, yeah, where his ex-girlfriend gets back in contact with him. And Mike gets back in the TA. Mm. Yeah, well he well he basically says no to his ex girlfriend, doesn't he? Yeah. Um Brian gets with twist and he's all happy, painting sunflowers. Mm. And Marsh is just drunk on the couch. Yes. Perfect ending. So episode six Epiphanies, I'll just do the synopsis on Wikipedia. Uh Tim's bicycle courier, uh, friend, Tyres. Best character. Played by Michael Smiley. He was originally a, a stand up comic as well. Um, he's had quite a good acting career since then. He used to be a <laughs> bike messenger, which is where this character came from. Ah, and his fucking mood swings. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so Tyus pops round uh, for a cup of tea and decides to make uh, take the gang clubbing, forcing Brian to re- uh, relive a terrible event in his past, where a spilled drink during Dexy's midnight runners come on Eileen has disastrous results. Mike, thrown out of the rough ramblers uh, following a disastrous uh, Eskimo roll, which was more a case of a rolling right Inuit. <laughs> Inuit is another word for Eskimo. Is it? Uh, rediscovers his manhood with the help of some ecstasy and a remix to the A-Team theme. Uh, the Tim and, uh, and Tim and Daisy have their eyes opened. Um, yeah, well, I think I've already touched upon it, but... There's some class jokes in this one. I think out of everything on space, this dates it the most, this episode. Well, it's weird seeing people... Well, yeah, the clubbing. But it's weird seeing people use landline phones and stuff like that. And the fact she's got a typewriter as well. Just, oh, right. (laughs) That was was odd for even then. No, 1999. Yeah, it was odd to have a typewriter in 99. Mm. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Not everyone was rich. Mm. Uh, one of my favourite things about uh, this series is in the director's commentary uh, they go on about how the rent for that house is like you would never be able to get that at any point like it was you wouldn't be able to get that flat for what they were paying for it at any point in the history of London and they just like yeah that's the same with like friends isn't it well, yeah. Like at least they try and say. At least they try and go. All oh, right, yeah. It's uh, rent controlled. That's the reason why it's cheap. But that's not in space. They just go. All oh, right, yeah. We can afford this. <clears throat> well, then Marsh is a bit of a loony, so she might not realise what it's worth. Well, actually, she said in the final episode, that. yeah, it's worth like triple the value or something, isn't it? Yeah, half a million. Oh, really? <laughs> Sorry, I watched them all recently. Um, yeah, I really liked it. It was a nice episode. There was... Uh, Tyres makes it. I like his outbursts. It's hilarious. And the way he just, like, starts listening to the phone ringing. And <laughs> well, yeah, there's the classic scene of him. Like, I wrote... I started doing a play-by-play and then just come to the house. Yeah, so the, uh, Tyres comes in, takes piss out of Tim. Yeah, I do like how <laughs> Tyres just instantly switches from oh yeah so I'll take you out oh don't you owe me 20 quid oh you're a dick mm. that is quite funny that's how it happens 
Mm. That's pretty much the exact <laughs> word for word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I really like that episode. I, I really like the series, so... Cool. So, yeah, what did you think of the episode, Mark? There's a creepy part in it um, where... Um... Where Marsh is, uh, well, Marsh is having an argument with her daughter and then I feel for Amber. Yeah. And then he like, goes, I feel for oh, Amber. I feel for Amber. Was she supposed to be like 14? Yeah. <laughs> it, I thought that was a bit creepy when I saw it. Mm. So you find that creepy, but you don't find a man sexually groping a woman who's fainted creepy. Right. I didn't say it's not creepy, but that, is, that scene is ridiculous. It's meant to be ridiculous. You're meant to think that's not right. That's why it's in there. I don't know why you don't get that. It really pisses me off that you don't get that, actually. It's fucking <laughs> gross. <laughs> anyway, apart from the creepy bit. Um, oh, there's a funny scene where, well, funny piece of dialogue where um, Mike's saying what he does in The Ramblers. He's like, walking, canoeing, killing. Dave goes, killing? And he goes, no, no, not no, killing. Okay. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, I forgot about the soundtrack just being fucking awesome as well. It's some class tunes. It? Yeah, it's all like weird songs you don't really hear normally. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're quite—I don't want to say underground, but they are—they're not stuff that you would—you'd have to go searching to find it. I can't think of any of the songs. What's in it? Uh, it's got uh, "Staunton Lick" in it by Lemon Jelly. Uh, it's got it. I'll wang up the. Uh, soundtrack in a minute. You wouldn't have heard of any of the songs anyway, so it wouldn't really Wouldn't happen. I? Oh! <laughs> Look, if it isn't Britney Spears, then to be fair, Billy's in it, Billy Piper. Why are you going to play that yeah. song so nice? Nah, <laughs> because you don't have to. That's in it. <laughs> See? I'm a man of culture. Uh, it's got the <laughs> hot dog, jumping frog, I love cookies. <laughs> it's not have a cookie. No, I love. Did you say this was a good soundtrack? <laughs> well, no, those. That's when they're doing. It's a a waste of, Baco, the foil. <laughs> right. So how did? So you like the episode? Yeah, it's a good episode. Like I say, it's the first episode that I'd ever seen on it, and it made me want to watch more. And I did watch more. So, <laughs> I I first watched um, Space Run when we got to uni, um, and that was when we got proper stoned it's just like a, it's a stoner show yeah um and watching it back now i'm like oh i remember when i used to think all of this was funny <laughs> um it's got uh, from like the episodes you've seen they, they were probably the better episodes uh, um so this one in particular it was all right yeah i liked it i I kind of see where you're coming from with it's probably because I watched it quite young that there's still quite a nostalgic elements to it that still I really fucking love this show but I can completely understand you coming into it in uni going huh and just being stoned off your tree uh, and then giving well not giving up weed but not smoking every day going Hurr. It does. It doesn't. It didn't age brilliantly. It's not aged well. I think it has aged well though. Like I said, I don't think it's apart aged... from like the clubbing scene, you wouldn't, and the te- like I say the telephones, you wouldn't know it's a show from the nineties. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. PS One games he plays. Yeah, but like, and all the we'll... references are all like nineties references as well. Well, nineties, eighties, yeah. like nineties, eighties, uh, and the seventies. Like... But, I don't know if, if I hadn't watched it, I don't know if I'd like it now. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to make that distinguish, distinguish, that word, um, distinguish age. Oh, fuck, my brain's not working today. You wouldn't uh, be able to... Distinguish whether, from the nostalgia and the whether it's... Yeah, I think, I, I think I like it because of when I watched it. It sort of brings back fun memories. As it's, it was one of the better episodes, so yeah, I liked it. It was good. Yep. So, Ends was the second episode we uh, watched. Well, yes. Yes, it was. Uh, Tim is ecstatic when his ex-girlfriend, Sarah, decides uh, she wants him back. Daisy is less so, causing much tension around the flat. Mike has an interview at the TA, 
to determine whether he should uh, be allowed back following the Euro Disney incident. Uh, following a heated argument, Daisy finally manages to bash out a few articles. Tim finally realises the right path for him, and Brian sums up the courage to ask Twist on a date, which, against all expectations, actually goes well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good episode. Um... So this is the episode where we find out that Mike's backstory involves him hijacking a tank and trying to invade Paris with it, but stopping off at Disneyland on the way. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious. And then we find out why Tim and Mike are friends, because uh, Tim jumped out of a tree, and then Mike jumped out of the same tree and detached his, his retinas. Yeah. And that's why he couldn't be in the actual army. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a nice episode. It, I don't know why you didn't go for the Resident Evil episode uh, over this one. Uh, but, yeah, like it's just a nice ending to a series. No. I think that's why I went for it, because it tied off the season. Like With all of these... Well, with because I've watched it so many times, it all blurs into one. So what I remember most are just some of the one-off liners. Like the one in... Well, the next episode where he goes, Timmy... Fetch me my tools. Like that's just an awesome one-liner. Obviously, you two aren't coming along with me on that. <laughs> like, fuck you. What? What? Yeah. No. <laughs> Why does she need tools? Timmy, fetch me my tools. What's that? What's that in reference of? You watched it earlier. Is the Robot Wars episode? Oh, okay. I didn't like that episode. Ah. So yeah, what are our thoughts on this episode? Uh, it was nice ending to the series it was it tied things off quite well uh, they could have stopped it there if they needed to if it didn't get redone for another series I liked um... wow <laughs> I liked it <laughs> um, you know where um, Tim's like overjoyed on the street after meeting up with Sophie and he's like dancing on the street and yeah, but up, but up, 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 and then there's, a, there's a scene that directly contrasts it with Brian after he gets with Twist, where he does the exact same. But it's thing. all like really awkward, <laughs> like yeah. he can't do cartwheels. And... <laughs> yeah. But that was good. Uh, well, the bit where he's in the T, where he's in the TA office and he's having the interview is a callback to when Daisy's obviously having her interview with the girl power bit in um... episode two. And uh, where they do the, uh, oh, what's it called? A few good men, is it? No. The one where uh, love lift us up where we are. Officer and gentleman, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, where they throw it at the camera. That was quite a nice thing. Again, all references to films. Mm. How did you like it? I didn't like it. Oh, it was kind of. I didn't mind twist date with uh, Brian, where they just go around an art gallery where there's nothing. Looking at blanks. Yeah, <laughs> and he buys her a postcard, yeah. <laughs> and she goes, "Oh, that's my favourite one." <laughs> yeah, it was nice ass. Nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, no, I, it wasn't great. It was average, but meh. meh. Nothing interesting happened in it. So yeah, no, I didn't no. like it. No. Not happy with it. No. Average. Average, indeed. Uh, Mark? You got anything more to say on it? or No. Right. Well, we'll move on to <laughs> fucking metal. Uh, Tim and Mike have to be careful as their chances of winning the Robot Wars quarterfinal are sabotaged by a rival. Uh, meanwhile... After being fired from several jobs, Daisy starts working in the kitchen where her new boss begins to make life uh, difficult for her. Brian comes under stress as he is given little notice of an upcoming uh, exhibition of his work. Uh, I love this episode. It's one of my favourite episodes uh, with all three stories uh, showing them all coming over, coming against adversity and overcoming it. <laughs> And I also really like the uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest uh, parody where, uh, like, so the guy who plays Chief 
in that in the parody he was playing uh he was in a play in london with gary sinise playing chief as one flew over the cuckoo's nest because oh. they couldn't find a native american actor <laughs> so <laughs> they just went oh do you know what we should do let's go to that play and see if they'll do it for us uh, and he did he liked the script and was just like yeah i'll do that that right. sounds cool uh the there's quite a few symbols in this one, loads of fucking references. One of my favourite ones is the neo nachos, and it's got the swastika in taco, uh, tacos on the window. I thought that was quite a nice little touch. I never noticed that. And director's commentary, yeah, yeah, says all about them, and you get to hear about all the filming locations. <laughs> Again, riveting. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, so this, this is the Robert was episode. That's the main storyline. I like how when it opens, like the basically building the robot. Well, yeah, and it's just uh, Robocop. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there's a couple of uh, throwaway gags in that as well. So when he's booting up the DOS system, it says a load of robots' names uh, that are just, you, you'd have to pause it and read through them. But they're all like really way off ones that okay way off what do you mean way off well they're all like if you listen to the director's commentary it's all films you've never heard of like <clears> none <throat> of them are famous films and if anyone's still listening them. just switch off this podcast and go listen to the director's po- commentary <laughs> of space no and we'll see you again next tuesday <laughs> <laughs> um i really liked um when Daisy goes and that acts dangerous, and he goes, "Don't worry, that's what he's doing." <laughs> and then the next thing, he's going covered in bandages. <laughs> he goes, and goes, "I think we should lose the axe. <laughs> I think we should keep the axe." I like my face. I like your face. Let's keep the axe. Uh, there's also loads of quotable lines in this one. So this is the Timmy fetch me my tools, and oh, which of the other, oh and where she plays Philippa Forrester uh, when they're doing the Robot Wars bit. He's doing the interview and it's got TFU, the fuckest uppest, which was the art department's, the guy who drew it on for him. Uh, that was his tag when he was in Brighton uh, tagging things. And that was their crew name. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what do you think? Uh, like I say, I love this episode. I love the three different stories. I love the Brian one um, where he gets hit on the head and then at the end, uh, Marsha wakes him up and goes, oh, that was really good. Um, and it's got one of my favourite Marsha lines in it where she goes, uh, oh, we'll open the champers tomorrow. I'm sure I can resist its charms uh, till tomorrow. Closes the door. And then goes, <laughs> <"Way!"> <laughs> <laughs> It's one of my favourite bits. I wrote that fact down, actually. (laughs) Just another fact about this episode is that when they'd finished film, because they had all the Robot Wars guys come down uh, because they needed more robots to show off, uh, the Robot Wars guys were saying, that robot shit, it's never going to... But it's never going to survive. So what they did... I'm never going to survive all this. So what they did uh, was go, after filming was done, went, right, let's see what happens. And yeah, the robot got the shit kicked out of it. It was in pieces afterwards. I feel like I've heard that story somewhere before. I literally told <laughs> you before the podcast. I also love uh, Reese uh, Shearsmith in this as well. Oh yeah, one of but, our own. From Holiday. Oh, who? Uh, the one who goes. Um, oh yeah, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> you said you hated that. I did. I do. <laughs> Why are you laughing at? Because I hate it so much. <laughs> oh yeah, I hadn't thought of that. When you say it, it sounds racist. <laughs> he sounds racist. When <laughs> he's saying it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love that episode. It's a really good episode. Uh, it's, I really like the fact that it's taken the piss out of one flew over the cuckoo's nest in a really uh, nice way. Uh, and it does it really well. So... Uh, I don't like it that much. What? Oh. I think uh, the problem I have with 
spaced in general is the fact that all most of the episodes kind of merge into one. One. It's the same thing with like we discussed a while ago, Black Books. Yeah. Um, and only like the standout episodes <clears throat> kind of you can pretty much remember. Like the next episode we watch is the one that I know pretty much from start to finish because it's a really good one. Yeah. Well, the one I really like anyway. So this one, I kind of pretty much almost forgot it as soon as uh, finished mo- watching. Finished it. watching and move on to the next one. Um, so yeah, it didn't. It, it didn't grab my attention that much. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, no, I'm not. I was never really a huge fan of Robot Wars, so that sort of. Ah, oh, you loser. Uh, what, Matilda and Sergeant Bash or whatever his name Sergeant is? Sergeant Bash, they're killing a lot. Yeah, a fucking stupid ass show. What was the. Uh, when Craig Charles used to do it, is it? Craig Charles used to do it, and then I forgot who took over from him. Philip. Uh... No, no it was Jeremy Clarkson who originally yeah. did it, and then uh, Craig Charles took over from him. I thought it was the other way around, but you're probably right. No, the first series was Jeremy Clark's. Um, so yeah, uh, one of the World Cookers Nest bit was uh, okay, but again, I'd rather watch the film than that bit. There has been too many parodies of um, One Flew Over Cooker's Nest. Like it's been done in most TV shows. Has it? Most. It's been done in a lot of TV shows. Like Simpsons what? Did what? Simpsons, Simpsons did everything. Do everything. That's not fair. Well, they still did it. Okay. <laughs> they name one and go. They did everything. Next. <laughs> It's, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's been a few. Well, sh- there's been a few shows that I've done. A second ago, you said loads of shows did it. Now it's down much to all a few, and, and now you can it's only down to name one, one. <laughs> other one apart, <laughs> apart from Space. Oh, so you're gonna cheat now? Okay. Anyway, we can continue. Uh, yeah, it was all right, but it was like one of the ones that didn't sort of stand out. Didn't grab you. No. <laughs> well, he does Sonny that. Philadelphia did one as well. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Just you. Just to help you out. But that's because they had Danny DeVito. <laughs> like, who else are you going to do? Any more? There's a porter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> so, final episode that we did. Uh, was gone. Uh, while spending the evening on the town, uh, Tim and Daisy run afoul of some young hooligans who accuse them of substituting oregano with uh, marijuana. Uh, meanwhile, Tim's nemesis, Dwayne Benzie, Dwayne Benzie, steals Tim's house keys in an act of revenge for the paintball incident. Daisy saves the day when she leverages her newfound knowledge of masculine telepathy. Uh, he didn't yeah. steal the keys though, they were on the... Yeah, he thing. didn't steal the keys, that's a bit of a shit synopsis really from Wikipedia. Like, lying to me, lying to me. Came out on 30th of March 2001. Fucking hell, that's nearly 20 years ago. Yeah, it is. Well, the show itself's 21 years old. So, what did you think of it? Uh, again, I love this episode. Uh, it's got an air of what's well, got more of an air of surreality. Sur- sur- is that a word? Surrealism. Surrealness. Any of those? <laughs> <laughs> With the like pretend shootouts. Well, the gunfights. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the, this episode, uh, they dumped one episode and they were sat in a cafe and they had to write another episode and they just spilled out this whole entire episode while uh, in a cafe. And just wrote it all in a one, which I thought was quite impressive. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> like, there's loads of different shit in this one as well. I do love the bit where she goes, "Oh yeah, I put men off," and then he goes, "Yeah, I really do." Pull my finger, <laughs> and then she farts, and then she scoops it into Dwayne's face. <laughs> it's Peter Serafinowitz. He does the line from um, Jurassic Park. Well, he does the line from Jurassic Park, and he does the line from The Phantom Menace as well, where we'll have our revenge. Uh, I'll have our, my revenge. We will finally have our revenge. There's some really good bits. The 
a bit with the comic book where he's describing the night. That's a really nice bit. Uh, the fight scene in the actual flat. I really like that bit, especially when he gets hit by a knife and he goes... And rolls back up. Um, where Mike and Brian... Apparently they wanted to elongate that a bit more where Mike and Brian are looking for... Uh, uh, Colin. Yeah. Colin the dog was played by a girl dog named Ada. Yeah, but it's it's, it's wrongly credited. It's because um, they spell it A I D A and it's actually A D A. Fucking hell, Mark. That's, That's your end. It's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Was that in the director's commentary? <laughs> no, no, surprisingly not. Uh, I know that it's the door. They use the daughter of the dog uh, in some scenes as well. What? Uh, the dude who plays the little hooligan, he's class as an actor. He appears in quite a few shows. He was in Luther as well as a maniacal bastard. Never seen it. It's not bad. It's not brilliant. It's not, brilliant. Uh, it's not great. Well, it's just Idris Elba, isn't it? Like they went, oh, you were great in the wire. What should we give you? Uh, well, they spent a lot Do of money this. on making him cool and British. Mm. Although I, th- I still think Stringer Bell is his best character. It's fucking ah. Oh. You you're not gonna beat many characters out of the uh, wire, though, are you? Like Obar's never gonna have a better role than Obar. No. Even though he does play the cop in the hip hopper, uh, it's trapped in the closet. Yeah, <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> Bitch, move! She moved. <laughs> uh, the, that guy's got range. <laughs> So how did you like it, Mark? Apart from your Ada fact, is there anything else about this episode that you liked? Oh, and that it was surreal. Um, I think it was too surreal for it. It's like it seemed like it was out of place with the fake shootout. I thought it was a poor ending to it. Really, like I really liked that part. Like the fact because they bring it in quite early in the episode, say yeah. women will sync up their menstrual cycles, which isn't true. Um, and uh, I don't know. It isn't. Uh, they did a scientific study. How I looked big, it up. How the big other was day. the... Study. Three, three <laughs> women. Well, I think it was 50 sample women size. in... 50, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's, that's not a good, that's that's in, a good sample size. Well, 50 is tiny. In a small enclosed area. And then I think they did it again somewhere else and did it again somewhere else. That's and only was no 150. Problem. Well, I can't remember the ins and outs of this study I read where it said, yeah, it's bombed. Again, that's... <laughs> well, it was 50 random people. Cause it's, it's uh, what's it's your, where's your scientific proof that it does happen? Women say that it does. And they've got a vagina, so I'd, I'd trust them more than men do. What? <laughs> trust, and it's supposed to be like an evolutionary thing where like, so they have it at the same time so they're not like out of action. Out of action for, for the full month. <laughs> yeah. No, surely they'd no, because then they would like they would all be it. out of action for three days <laughs> if they all synced up, and if we're going yeah, back, but, but for three whole days together rather than nine days. No, surely you'd want each yeah. woman to have it separate so that there was only one out of action versus all the women in your tribe out of action for three days being able to do nothing. I think that slowed down more. <laughs> if they're like on the move somewhere. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they'd have to wait for nine days rather than three days. <laughs> no, but three days where they'll do fuck all again. We don't know if they'll do fuck all, but well, they're apparently out of action according to you. <laughs> anyway, so it's yeah, just a theory. Calm down. So episode gone. <laughs> <laughs> so the te- where they're showing Brian the tele- telepathy, tele- telepathy. Thank you. Um, like that is quite a nice introduction to it they show it and they also explain it like it's not like it comes out of fucking nowhere like dead men don't wear blood like there's actually some reasoning behind it and storytelling 
you remember that thing? Storytelling. <laughs> it had a story to tell, Jennings. The story was cheese can apparently dissolve rock. Cheese bold. It's Sorry, supposed bold. to be ridiculous. God damn it. Anyway. Because oh, that's ridiculous. It's supposed to be ridiculous. It's not as ridiculous as shit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. The difference between ridiculous and shit. Yeah, you're shit. Yeah, and I'm also ridiculous. You're ridiculously shit. <laughs> so what's your review? Of Again, I really like this episode. All of the episodes I really liked. I've watched them all um, like throughout the week. Uh, I forgot how much I really liked the series. Uh, it was nice nostalgia for me more than anything else. Like I couldn't really review it on the on its merits. It was more along the lines of I've watched this more than I'd say more than twenty times the whole series. So it's one of those things that yeah, it was great. I loved it. Zell, um, this is my favorite episode of Space. I really liked it. Out of um, all of them, I'll just start with all of them. We watched. Oh, this is my favorite one. And like, uh, I agree with you in that the telepathy shooting thing does make sense because, like I said, all men, the, the theory was yeah. all men will know what to do when presented with that scenario and they, they prove it. In yeah. That bit. And it, it kind of made kind of made me feel good in that even though they were like thugs who were willing to beat the shit out of them for just a bit of weed as soon as they sort of pretended to start shooting them they played along with it mm. imagine if you were about to get mugged and then you just went <laughs> bang, 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 and the, the muggers went oh shit and then start doing it that'd be fucking ace yeah that's actually a really good point that'd be fucking ace I do agree so yeah um, I like uh, Dwayne Banzina but Serafinowitz is genuinely a funny person Peter Serafinowitz uh, look around you, he's amazing. Oh, yeah. uh, um, the which is amazing, actually. Um, but yeah, I, I, I liked it. It was a nice... Like, it wasn't even... It didn't seem like it was part of a, a particular storyline of the entire series. It was just yeah. a one-off bit. So from start to finish, a nice little episode on its own. Mm. Um, so yeah, I really liked this episode. I'd give this one probably a four, maybe four and a half. Out of five. So, yeah, no, I liked it. So, uh, I'd give it a four out of five. I love was that the, the fourth episode? Yeah. Yeah, that's the fourth one. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I'd give it a four out of five. I love the series. Um, I love all the cast. Well, I'm guessing we've all watched the entire yeah. two seasons. So, you so might as well, well just review yeah. the season. Out of all of the seasons. Like, both seasons, I love it. Um, it just reminds me of being 11 and then uh, being 14 and smoking in the shed. Uh, watching this on a DVD player, uh, it was class, and I got really high watching it, and that was even better. And yeah, I've watched this far too many times. Watched it with director's commentary. Watched it without director's commentary. Uh, it's well worth watching. I really recommend. Well, I don't know if my recommendations marred. To be fair, but I'm giving it a four. So fuck you, <laughs> uh, Mark. I, I like it. Um, it is one of my favourite shows. Um, it's got that feeling of basic, basically a group of friends just sat around and wrote wrote it, which basically was what happened. Mm. It's got that feeling about it, so I like that. Um, it's funny. Characters are well thought out. The premise of the show is well thought out as well. The way that they get together. To get the flat in the first place Ooh. is pretty good. Yeah, I get it. for me it brings brings back um, memories of um, being a teenager watching it as well. Because I was maybe thirteen or fourteen when I was watching watching this originally. Mm. And like I say, the first episode I watched was the first episode that we reviewed on on this one, and it made me want to watch more of it. And I, I did. I think I, I did it on the DVDs at some point. But yeah, I enjoyed it. It's good. It gets a four out of five from me. Cool. What did you give it? Four out of five. Uh, I liked it. I don't know if I would score it that high. Um, and I wouldn't watch it again. Like, um, yeah, 
if if I because I don't watch TV anymore, but if I did watch TV and it came on, I'd probably only watch the episode that I read that came on. The, the episode that came on. Um, but I wouldn't like it's on Netflix. I wouldn't watch Go out it. Of your way to put yeah. it on. Um, but like you said, it's it's more about a nostalgic thing. It just reminds me of halls of residence and then uh, Albany Street and Thorsby Street when you should just uh, watch it instead of going to uni. <laughs> um, so I'd probably I'd give it a three point five out of five. If we were to view just that gone episode, was it called? Gone? Yeah, the gone. The gone episode. Then that'd just be that'd be a, a straight four, maybe even a four point five, because it that is just it's written perfectly, it's funny, and it's just a nice compact story. But but overall, three point yeah, three point five. I'm I'm. It's a fair result. Yeah. So, so, space has a randomly reviewed rating of three point eight out of five. I think that's our highest. And I, I believe think so. You're right. I think three point seven was our previous highest. Apart from the rum, which was like what? Yeah, that yeah, well that's come on. It's alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, our previous highest for the, from that was three point seven, which was naked gun. Oh. Okay, so. Next episode of Random Review, we will be reviewing Lethal Weapon. Way. I haven't decided which one yet, but it'll be one of them. What uh, was the other choices? Kiss of the Dragon. And Rush Hour. I really oh, wanted Rush Hour. I wanted Rush Hour. <laughs> Alright, let's watch Rush Hour then. No, Lethal Weapon. We to, it was the review. Have to abide one. by the law. <laughs> cool. So, Lethal Weapon it is. Well, we can always put Rush Hour next week to see if it pops up again. Because I just wanted to watch something racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be funny. What's his name? Chris Tucker being proper racist about Asians and all that stuff. So, Okay, um, so that was it. Thanks, Jennings. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Thanks, Zell. You're welcome. <clears throat> you wanted to go to the pub? Or yeah. Do we have to? Yeah. Why? Because I want to... I kind of don't. Um, Come on. I'm not going to the pub. Why? Oh, I'm skint. I'll buy you I a drink. I don't get paid till Monday. Anyway, we'll see you when we see you.